fraternal greetings and a warm welcome to you. We're glad that you could join us on the Ashlers podcast, a space for the world's oldest fraternity to shine some light through Masonic paper readings, discussions, interviews, and more. Freemasonry is so old that our lifetime wouldn't be enough to capture its grandeur in the entirety. However, all things great should begin somewhere, and so we are thrilled to start off with season one, which will focus on Freemasonry and its roots in India, one state at a time. As a disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely of the participants and do not represent any official positions including those of any grand lords or constitutions thereof best efforts have been made to keep the conversation on the level for brethren and non masons alike Hi folks the ashlers are back and this time with season 2 this is ranesh and this is shishir and we are back with a bang well you'll be wondering what exactly took us so much time for us to come back well in our season 1 if you would have remember we did speak about a little bit about freemasonry and especially about freemasonry in india and how it actually spread across the whole of our country we ended our season with talking about our neighboring nations as well so you guys would be wondering what exactly are we going to cover in season 2 well in season 2 we thought it is better that we start talking more about freemasonry but but not the boring bit the bit which would actually be interesting for most of you would be certain papers which we have found papers masonic papers written by our brethren from india and that exactly is what our focus is going to be but this is not going to be a boring session wherein i or shishir would be actually just reading this paper we would actually be discussing about the paper so that you kind of get the overall gist of what the paper is all about and it actually helps you in understanding everything rather than sitting in front of your system or taking a book in hand and going through all of these things Shishir, what do you think? Sounds good to me, Rinesh. Well, that doesn't mean that we are not going to listen to you guys. We obviously are open to any of the suggestions, any of the comments which you have regarding these things. What would be the first paper? And this moment, Shishir and I were actually wondering which paper should actually make sense. Should we talk about what is Freemasonry, or should we talk about the origins of Freemasonry, or should we talk about the philosophical element of Freemasonry? However there was one paper which caught my eye and this paper is written by none other than brother Shishir Ratan well my co-host he is a member of lodge star of the south number 101 under the rules of the grand lodge of india now this paper is called the duties of a mason in the lodge now in case if you're wondering that these guys are now going to talk about like multiple duties which a person actually has to do inside a masonic lodge uh, well think again we are not going to do that but we are going to try to present this point in a little different manner in a manner which we have gone through which we have seen this is going to help three kinds of people one who has just joined freemasonry and is eager to understand what exactly do we guys do and what exactly is happening how can i be of help, any help at all 
second will be those folks who are already into freemasonry and they are wondering you know what nothing is happening around i don't know what should i be doing i have no idea what's going on and third are those people who actually have stayed for a very long time and have now put up their hand and saying you know what you guys need to start taking care of certain things however they sometimes feel left out now these these are the things which we want to talk about the duties of a mason in a lodge is actually all about the various stuff which ideally can be done that goes right from ensuring that you are right at the first to ensure all the things are at its right place to being maybe one of those guys who actually ask everybody whether everything is going well and whether they can improve anything so there are so many of these things shishir but i think since you are the one who wrote the paper would you like to introduce a bit about it pure will do rinesh and thank you so much for you know giving me a nice brief but kind of detailed segue into the paper itself and you know every word that you mention is true uh, in its in its entirety because um let me premise this whole paper in in this way now let's say um a fresh graduate right uh, doesn't matter what graduation he might have done but obviously the world is open to you right you can get a job you can start a business of your own i mean there are so many avenues you can start getting into to earn a living and start making a difference now someone who feels that the world is at their feet and they can start contributing the ideas will always be lofty that you want to do this you want to become that you want to affect the community abc xyz but there are the little 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 details about life the logistics of making those dreams come true that a lot of people sort of just give it an afterthought and those who succeed are those who not only have their lofty ideas and dreams in their eyes but also have their hands and feet uh, firmly in reality because they know to achieve that dream to climb that mountain you have to start you know walking up the slope and that is the difficult part so that is what this paper talks about in essence but in a slightly um i would say a specific manner to every single degree in the blue lodge now those of you wondering what is uh, a degree for those of you who are new to masonry or who are listening to our podcast for the very first time um let me just tell you one very simple thing masonry is a fraternity and there's a lot more details in our season 1 episodes 1 and 2 where we have covered a lot of things we'll cover that over here too just in case there are some listeners who are you know uh, who just discovered this podcast but in the blue lodge there are essentially three degrees first second and third degree it's kind of like your class 10th boards class 12th boards and then graduation exam right so it's uh, that's a very loose analogy but take it for what it is now at every single degree you are learning something different you're discovering masonry in different ways and not only that you know if i say discovering masonry learning about masonry it's again that lofty goal but beyond that you're also part of a lodge that needs to exist within the boundaries set by the rules of the land for example if you have a lodge building it needs maintenance um it it requires upkeep that uh, you know the dinner or or you know whatever food and all that comes in someone has to pay for that someone has to get the food there so there are a lot of such things that happen within a lodge much like uh, you know like running a household 
so how hmm. does a mason contribute not just to the lofty goals of affecting society positively but also how does the mason contribute towards the lords keeping it spick and span running like a well oiled machine that's the premise behind the paper that i wrote now before i deep dive into that let me ask a very basic question to ranesh which should give a little more insight into what is a mason in a sense so ranesh what do you say so for me and by the way this is my answer this is not the answer by anyone else or by my lodge or by my region regional grand lodge or by my grand lodge my answer is a mason is technically a good person who is part of our fraternity now there are two segments to it he is a good person he is a person who actually does good things in his life he takes care of his family he takes care of his friends he is actually a person who takes care of himself also he follows the moral codes i don't want to go into the whole rules and regulations which somebody can or should or not follow or anything of that sort but let's just bring the moral aspect to it he follows the moral code he takes care of all these things he is a good person but how many good person do you know how many sorry how many good people do you know actually as a matter of fact i think that line makes sense how many good person do you know because there are very few of them there are one or two whom you would have known now then bring this fraternity into focus which is freemasonry now if i bring this good people in this fraternity now when i'm saying bring me in the sense they actually join on their own it's not like as if i just go and ask everybody who wants to join obviously i can't i don't do that i can't do that uh, because joining such a fraternity joining any such organization should be on your own free will now when a person joins a good person joins freemasonry he becomes part of this fraternity and like any other group like the way a person from bombay is called a bombayite or a mumbaikar right so or a person from uh, lucknow is called a lucknowi guy so similarly people who join freemasonry are called brothers they are called freemasons they are brothers for each other by the way they, but they are freemasons now these freemason is what we are talking about who are they they are simply like you and me or by any other person whom we have met on the street but i should say he might not be a freemason but he is a good person that's fine but when he joins the fraternity that's when he becomes a mason because that's a tag which is actually given to you but does it stop from him from being a good person no it does not he is still going to continue being the same person he is still going to be the same son the same father the same brother the same friend of yours same boyfriend of yours same husband of yours it might be anything for us the tag which we have being freemason comes from that age old tradition of being part of such a fraternity being part of such a group which used to do a lot of things in that world we still try our best it's not easy in today's date because the world unfortunately is a cutthroat world they really want to do something like they want to step over each other to do something of that sort and we get to see this day in day out and then there are a bunch of these people who are good and in my case which i'm talking about is this fraternity who are ensuring who are trying their best to make the life around them good by doing the most important duties which is to take care of others and when i say take care that word can encompass everything to a very small thing as well taking care of myself and taking care of my family is very important taking care of the work which i do is important taking care of this fraternity also is important and that is exactly what when i read this paper for the first time i kind of got that feeling 
what does this paper talk about but before i go that let me just ask what does shishir think is a freemason good question there rinesh now before i answer that question let me give definitions of two things right what is duty duty is nothing but a moral or legal obligation or simply put a responsibility and what's a mason like the word mason going back to the ancient lineage of freemasonry it's nothing but a person skilled in cutting dressing and laying stone buildings right now to answer the question of what is a freemason or who is a freemason i think by and large ranesh has you know pretty much summed up uh, what a freemason is but my take on what a freemason is very simple a human being who has realized that he needs to be part of something much greater than his own ego he needs to be part of the the community in in freemasonry's case you know it's it's the fraternity that we that we talk about but generalizing a little more essentially a person who realizes that you know being part of a fraternity or a community is more important and more beneficial to not just him as an individual but also to the society because a freemason being part of freemasonry learns ancient wisdom which to be very honest is plain common sense right but human kind has amnesia we forget our history we forget <laughs> our mistakes right look at history it's written in blood so many wars so many killings for what not and you know all kinds of reasons but if you would have learned from our mistakes probably a lot of that could have been avoided but nevertheless we look to the past to inspire our our future and we do in the present not alone but as a fraternal group of people coming together to better society in one way or the other now with that let me get into the overall paper now i won't be reading the entire paper uh, but anyone who might be interested any brother who is interested i would love to share it our uh, email would be in the show notes so feel free to you know reach out and i would love to share the paper with you um that being said let's get into this now the paper talks about three basic degrees as i mentioned earlier the first degree second degree and third degree now the duty of a mason who is in the first degree the duty of such a person is essentially to be like a sponge learn observe ask questions seek clarifications in essence understand what this fraternity is all about because you have just got into it and apart from all the google search and dan browns and what not you are now seeing the real you are being exposed to what masonry really is all about within a lodge not only that it is also important for a person in the first degree since you have just been initiated your initiation ceremony will no doubt have been very overwhelming there's a lot to take in there's a lot of lectures that you have given you know within a few hours there's a lot of information to take in obviously no one is expected to remember everything but you are expected to understand that every other time that you meet and there's another initiation ceremony happening in your lodge observe that see what happens why it happens and the people who get initiated after you befriend them be a true brother to them because 
you might be a few months old into the lodge but that new person who just got initiated is barely a few hours old in the lodge and masonry give them that helping hand have your arm over their shoulder so that they understand that they are not alone everything that's happening around them seems so new and strange but they will find solace in knowing that there is one additional or two additional brethren who can actually help this person understand what's happening so you know start creating your foundation from there there's something called servant leadership this first degree is that first step into understanding what servant leadership is all about you don't have to be an authority figure but you can be someone who can you know guide people nevertheless so build your foundation that's the foundation that you have the lodge's foundation is on the first degree initiates because they have just entered into masonry and the more they learn the more they grow now moving on to the second degree now second degree um, you know brethren are those who are in between right they are out of the initiation uh, you know time period so that honeymoon period is kind of over you are a little more advanced into your understanding of masonry you have seen enough ceremonies already uh, that is where you are like a big brother to all the first degree uh, brethren because you are a little more older into the lodge you now understand how the lodge functions who are all the officers what do they do by now i'm sure you would also know the names of all your brethren by heart not only that you might also have met people from other lodges and you might be knowing them too now when you're in the second degree as a mason it is important for you to put yourself out there and be a little more involved in the functioning of the lodge that is not to say that the uh, first degree brethren need not do that you could do that too uh but you still have a bit of time until you become a master mason or the third degree right so during the first and second degree put yourself out there for the lodge uh, volunteer for doing whatever it is that the lodge might need your help for uh feel free to give your ideas just because you're a first or second degree does not mean that your ideas are not welcome uh, i'm sure anyone would love to listen to what you have to say so be bold and uh, try to get more involved into the logistical parts of the lodge very simple if we talk about the festive board right after like at least in india all meetings happen in the evening so once the meetings done with people meet up for food for dinner right so be an enterprising person uh, try to get involved in uh, arranging the plates or you know uh, entertaining the brother and uh, get their drinks Uh, if you guys are having that as well so you know get involved and that is a good segue or a good way to break ice among all the others and you know for people to also know you a little more so that's the way you start getting involved into the logistical parts of the lodge now the third degree the master mason so you have essentially achieved the pinnacle of masonry by reaching the third degree and when i say pinnacle i don't mean to say that the third degree is the most ultimate degree you can reach and nothing's higher from that i don't mean it in that way i'm just saying that you have reached a point from where you can actually start growing even more into masonry you can join many side degrees and what not now as a master mason you are like a person who can now have a say 
into the largest functions and whatnot in one way or the other especially when you become an officer you can you know start participating in how the lords actually functions take decisions on that so as you have grown from the first degree to the second degree your foundation that you have been building during that time by getting involved in the workings of the lords by volunteering and whatnot you would have had a very good ex- idea of uh, the overall day to day functioning or you know meeting by meeting functioning of the lords now you are prepared to take decisions for the lords now you are prepared to also guide the second and first degree brethren teach them answer their questions uh, pique their interests engage them in conversations not every brother is uh, an extrovert not every brother is an introvert but every brother who joins any fraternity for that matter for the very first time will always be a little timid because they are not sure of where they are whom to talk how to talk right so it's a master mason's prerogative to ensure that every brother in the lodge is in harmony so put yourself out there get involved uh volunteer to be a substitute for any uh you know office bearers who may not have showed up in today's time and age everyone works pretty much around the clock right there could be cases where some brother let's say one of your main officers in the lodge has not showed up so you could volunteer and fill in their seats for that particular meeting and it's okay no one's going to you know uh, look down on you if you're reading out of the book just because of that one unique situation it happens right but eventually once you start volunteering to fill in for absentee brethren from that vantage point of their you know particular office you will actually discover masonry and its ceremonies and rituals in a very different light that vantage point gets you so much more involved it's like witnessing the ceremony for the, for the very first time so i personally have had this privilege of having been in almost every other officer's chair in my lodge and believe me i found it so much more better than sitting on the sidelines and just going through the ceremony without getting very very much involved so you know that is one amazing way for you to actually get involved in the lodge a little more um for the first and second degree brethren uh you know the other one thing that you could help with is uh, ensuring the lodge room is ready before the meeting begins uh, a very simple thing like placing the officers collars uh you know on the right chairs or ensuring that the sound system or the lights and all are fine so you know help out in whatever way every brother makes a difference every single brother makes the lodge alive and makes it thrive so that in a nutshell is what my paper is all about as i said those who are interested to read the whole thing in its entirety i would love to share it uh with that uh, rinish what do you think well you summed it up nicely what i would like to add is uh especially for the brethren who have joined freemasonry now or and now let, let's talk about this whole situation which we are going through and especially the situation which we have been going through in the last 2 years the covid situation there have been some brethren who just joined before covid hit us and then they were at loss they were actually wondering what exactly is happening like why is no meet why are no meetings happening because most of the time those administrative discussions or administrative decisions which are taken they might not get to know about it many of us who are part of that 
uh, area, right, who are actually taking those decisions, we have been in Freemasonry maybe at least for five years or seven years or 10 years. Now, in those years, we know how it actually works, how it performs. But just imagine a person who has just joined and he's trying to figure out why are there no meetings happening? Why exactly are we not discussing anything? Why exactly are we not meeting online? Now, that is exactly the bigger problem. Now, that is where you yourself can actually take up that as a duty. Maybe reach out to the senior. Maybe reach out to the worshipful master of the lodge, the master, the head. Uh, by the way, those who are trying to wonder what a worshipful master is, we have answered some or most of them in our season one episode, first, so first and second episode. So if you want, please do go through that. But in a nutshell, a master of the lodge is technically like a president, like a person who just takes over the office for a given period. In most cases, it's actually one year. So for one year, he actually takes up that office. He takes, he has his own set of officers, which has a secretary, a treasurer, uh, people who actually take care of charity. All those things are there. So now as an entered apprentice, you are wondering that I'm new. I don't know what to do. And I won't ask. The moment you stop asking, you just lose it. You suddenly start or rather showcase what should I say? What's the word for it? Yeah, the, the, the whole idea is that I don't think I'm going to get connected with these guys because I've not interacted with them. So today I didn't speak with them. Tomorrow I might not meet them. Day after tomorrow, I will not think about them. And well, the fourth day or the fourth month, you've just forgotten about all of these things. So what exactly will be your duty? To reach out, to find out what exactly can be done. Because you are one person who is ho- who actually is hoping that something will happen or something which will be given. There are others who are actually have to think a lot about all these stuff and have to focus on all the various things. I remember my conversation with some of the entered apprentice who had joined recently and they were wondering that, look, your lodge might be doing some sort of a virtual meeting wherein you're discussing, you're talking something. My lodge is not doing any of those things. Fair enough. If they are not, take it as an informal way and just get together. It's end of the day, how much time does it take to just send in a Zoom meeting link or a WebEx meeting link or a Google Meet meeting link and tell everybody, guys, I'm all yours. Just come. Let's have some banter. That banter itself is going to be interesting. That banter is going to make you feel suddenly connected to that group. Maybe if others are not doing it, you do it. Now, the focus of the paper was all about what you should be doing in the lodge. I wanted to add one small segment, and this is something which I think, Shishir, you also would be interested and which, by the way, you, me, and some of the brethren whom we know have been doing. It's outside the lodge or the administrative of the lodge. What do we do? We try to call out to some of these folks. I personally have not been able to do that, unfortunately, because of all the work which is happening. Somehow I always have that in my mind, but somehow I miss that. And now that is my way. That is my work, which I need to work on. Sorry, that is my duty, which I need to work on. And I have to take care of that. Similarly, recently I heard somebody saying that uh, the secretary has to send certain details and he has not been sending it. Then my question was, if you know about it, why don't you reach out to the secretary and find out how can you help? I can give hundreds and thousands of excuses for not doing the work. But rarely do we find somebody saying that I would like to do this work. Personal example, uh, this was back in 2019, month of December. I had one brother who had just joined us and he was an entered apprentice. 
Uh, every December, we actually have a family night. We call it a ladies' night, wherein we invite the women of our house to the lodge. We show them around. We actually have a good gala event of maybe some games, some music, some nice good food, everything. Kind of they they kind of uh, our our audience, and we are kind of their entertainers. Now, I had one brother who just joined Freemasonry, and he was all over the place ensuring that everything is taken care of. not a single person ever asked him to do that but he took it as his own duty to make sure that all the glasses are at its place he will reach out to some of the smaller kids he will talk to them uh, the drawing papers which were given to these kids he had actually kept all of that ready he was the custodian of our soft drinks so he was always looking around he literally was everywhere so much so that most of these guys actually thought that he has been into freemasonry for a very long time and i said no he was he is a really good person and somehow we found this diamond for our group he actually made masonry more interesting that day for others than what we would have been doing for god knows how many years now these are the small duties which you can take up you don't need to do everything you can do one thing and be good at it shishir this is a very good example and very good point that you brought up uh, renesh about our current situation with the pandemic still raging on and mm. you know, most of us not being able to do uh, physical meetings at the lodge we are still you know doing our meetings on zoom which you know it's it's uh, i mean it's a necessity of the hour but we can't help it right but at exactly. the same time for someone who has joined newly for such a person this is such a disconnected feeling right you were expecting yeah you were expecting uh, uh, it's like you know uh, like we have this joke in it right the hmm. client is asking for uh, you know a 12 course meal and uh, it gets uh, <laughs> just a single plate <laughs> right so it's kind of like that that feeling can easily set in you know but then again uh, let me go back to my people where i uh, clearly define what duty means right to put it very hmm. simply it's just responsibility now masonry is a completely volunteered sort of a thing right you're not being paid to be the worshipful master you're not being paid to uh, you know take care of people's food or whatever it is it's but come to think of it even in life you know fine you have a job or you have a business you earn a living out of it but what happens once you leave that office you come back home and you live in a society and that place also needs a certain kind of upkeep mm. you, you know most apartments have their own uh, you know committee meeting or, or like a, a group of people who come together to ensure that the bylaws are sort of taken care and what not and to ensure that uh, you know the the treasury is maintained and the place is maintained people are uh, you know being paid for whatever job they do to maintain the overall area and what not but again uh, i don't think those are uh paid things as well right if if community people come together as more of a, a volunteered sort of a thing right which again comes out of a very simple thing of responsibility so at the end of the day i think being responsible or having that sense of responsibility not just towards one's own self or their family or their loved ones but also to one's community uh their country their government you know i think that is just as important as well and that should drive a freemason to be involved in their lodge in one way or the other there most of the time people may not even come and ask you 
you know because they know a lot of things they'll just go and you know start doing it especially brethren who have been in the lords for a while they know how things work by that time but if they see that there's a new person taking initiative you will be welcomed with open arms believe me you will uh, forge lasting relationships lasting friendships oh. by getting involved in that way so with that folks uh, that brings us to the end of this episode um i hope you liked the paper and i hope you enjoyed the points we had to put forth from our side do keep in mind that these are our own points uh, it's not um, uh, something stipulated by the grand lords of india this is our take on masonry because masonry at the end of the day will give you the tools but the building you you know you create out of that is of your own doing right and with that i would also like to say that this uh, second season is aimed towards giving a platform for the brethren of india to put forward their papers to spread their wisdom and knowledge to the entire world that being said we are also open to any brother from any part of the world to reach out to us and we would love to share your insights as well uh, so with that our email is there in our show notes but i will spell it out here as well our email is the ashlers podcast at gmail.com so feel free to write a line to us if there's any insight that you want to share on this paper or your take on you know the duties of a mason in any of the degrees uh, we would love to share that as well in our subsequent episode uh, it would be amazing and it would be really nice to you know uh, give a different perspective as well renesh and myself have done our part but uh, we would love <laughs> to hear what someone else has to say and we would love to share that with the world as well so with that folks thank you so much for your time thank you and until next time this is shishir signing off and this is renesh take care well that just about wraps it up folks we sincerely hope that you liked our episode and got a glimpse into the fascinating world of freemasonry and what better way than to hear about it from those who are the humble members of the gentle craft if you have any queries about what we shared on this episode or generally on this podcast or even about freemasonry please check out the show notes for links to the grand lords of india's website or feel free to write us an email please do look forward to the next episode